0: This summer, we are doing something just a little bit different. Hi everyone, I'm Pam Barnhill and I have helped thousands of homeschoolers beat burnout, create doable systems, and bring more joy to their homeschool days. Welcome to episode 70 of the 10 minutes to a better homeschool podcast. Yes, yes, we are bringing you a few changes to the podcast starting this summer. And the first change is that the podcast is now going to come out every other week. Sometimes I have to shuffle things around to reduce my workload just a little bit and that is what I'm doing with this one. So we're gonna come out every other week starting with this particular episode and so you'll get a week off to catch up and then you can come back to us the next week. Now now you might know that I have the Your Morning Basket podcast. When that one comes back in August, the two podcasts will be on opposite weeks so you will always have a homeschooling podcast from Pam every week just depending on which week it is. So that's the first thing. And then secondly, I am so excited to tell you about this little series we're doing through the month of June and into the 1st of July. And it is all about... Real Moms Planning. So how do real homeschool moms plan their homeschool year? How are they doing their planning? And so we have a few of them coming up on the podcast to talk about that. And there are some fabulous insights. Now, speaking of homeschool planning, this episode of the podcast is brought to you by Put Your Homeschool Year on Autopilot. This is our premier homeschool planning course with 10 modules where we lay out for you step-by-step how to plan. Now, listen, we have got A fabulous bonus coming up later this summer if you purchase autopilot before June 30th you can get our special bonus on how to manage a homeschool with multiple children if you are homeschooling more than one kid you are going to want this this is how to take the plan that you've created and execute it when you have more than one child in your homeschool and this is a two-part workshop that we're gonna be putting on in July with mom of ten Heather Tully, if anybody knows how to do this, it is her, and we're gonna lay it all out for you and give you the system on how to get this done. So that comes with put your homeschool year on autopilot this year, but that's not all. This crazy, crazy world that we live in. I am also going back through autopilot as we speak, and I am adding AI modules. So I'm adding chat GPT modules for how you can use AI to help you get your homeschool planning done faster. We're not charging any extra for this. We're just popping the modules in there as we go. And look, if AI creeps you out a little bit and you're like, I don't want to have anything to do with that, you just take the regular version of the course. And then if you're interested, you can like peek down at the AI modules. All of that included in Put Your Homeschool Year on Autopilot starting this summer. So do come over to PamBarnhill.com slash autopilot and get your copy today. Okay enough about that. Sorry, that was an extra long intro for this podcast. So today I'm joined by one of the members of our community. Courtney has been around for quite a while. She is a wonderful, encouraging homeschool mom. She's just such an inspiration to me. And she homeschools in New York, which is not one of the most friendly homeschool states out there. And I say that because so often we get moms who come into the community who have questions about, I'm in New York, help, how do I homeschool? And Courtney is one of the People that we call on to help answer those questions. So we just love having her around. So I think you're going to enjoy this little peek at how Courtney plans. Hey, hey. All right. So today I am joined by a longtime member of our community. She has been around, gosh, forever. It feels like we're going to talk about that. But it's Courtney Guaneri, and she is going to tell us all about her homeschool. Courtney, welcome. And Remind us, like, how many kids you have, how you got started homeschooling real quickly.
1: Okay, well, thank you for having me. Um, I have four sons. Um, they are currently 16, 14, 12, and 10. So wow. right down the stairs, yeah. I say. Yep. Um, so we have been homeschooling since the oldest was school-aged, um, and we always intended to homeschool them. Um partially because I was homeschooled briefly myself. My sister and I were just for a little while. And I just wanted them to have a free and easy childhood. I love it. I really wanted them to have lots of open-ended time. And I didn't like how long the school day is for very young children.
0: Love that. So that's how you got started. And then can you remember how long you've been part of our community? Because it's it seems to me like you've been there for as long as I can remember.
1: I I think I probably I think I've probably been a part of the community for as long as you've had one. Oh, cool. <laughs> I th- I mean, I really think so. I think I think some of your earliest, you know, from the blog days. Mm-hmm. and then um i'm trying to remember what the very first thing you did was it might have been a plan your year or it might have been a consistency boot camp but something okay. way back way back yeah. okay so plan your
0: year definitely predates consistency boot camp because yeah. it used to be like a little ebook that you would buy and right. then yep. we turned it into the put your homeschool year on autopilot planning course. So let's talk a little bit about homeschool planning. Before you started using some of our planning stuff, like what kind of challenges did you face?
1: Well, big on ideas and short, sometimes on follow through. Ah. You know, I think that is probably the biggest thing. Um, figuring out how to take all of these grand ideas and put them into practice. Absolutely because, you know, you, you just, there's so many wonderful things and you want to pull a little bit from here and you want to pull a little bit from here, but synthesizing them was a challenge, you yeah. know, coming up with a, a method. And at the time, you know, my kids were all much younger, so I didn't always have a lot of time to spend. yeah So I would like get on a great track and then, you know, we'd have to play outside or somebody would need a snack or all of those those good things. But then it was sometimes hard to get back into my groove. Okay. And, yeah. So there
0: are a lot of people who would hear you say that and would think that planning would be kind of the antithesis to that kind of atmosphere. Like, why would you want to, to create a plan then? So how has specifically creating a plan helped you, first of all, have that delightful kind of childhood that you were after? Because people think of planning is so regimented. They're like, okay, here's this lady yeah. who wants to have this delightful childhood, but now she's creating this plan. And then, like, how does planning help you choose the things that you want to do and prioritize?
1: Well, I think that they both can coexist. And I think it it is I think it is something that you have to live through to and kind of play by ear, but I think it's it gives you a chance to know what you're doing or where you want to go when kind of those other open-ended times or the rabbit trails are over um so you can kind of pull things back together you know you you know that after you've had like this great morning playtime and you're gathering together you you know what you're going to do when you all like sit together on the couch you know you're going to read this book and you're going to look at this piece of art and you're going to do this poem and I I think it all, it all flows together. Um, and I wish I could say that there is a plan to make that happen. But there's not quite a plan to make that happen.
0: You live in New York, which is notorious for being kind of one of the states where people struggle. I think, actually, let me rephrase this. Nobody that I've met from New York really seems to struggle with homeschooling and mm-hmm. doing the things that need to be done to homeschool. You know, but people right. from New York who want to homeschool have the idea that it's going to be difficult. So how has the planning helped you m- meet that? And and I have to say the people that I know from New York are all people who are in our community and take our planning course. So hopefully that's making it easier for you guys. But nobody mm-hmm. ever seems to have a problem with it. People just seem to have a problem with the idea of it, you know?
1: Being able to have a record of what you have done, I think is the most important thing when you're trying to homeschool in New York, not necessarily because somebody's going to look at it, but because we do have, you know, six times a year when we're in touch with the school district, it is really helpful to be able to look back and have more or less exactly what you have done. And sometimes, you know, sometimes you, you will add to that because, you know, things come up and, Kids go off on trails and moms go off on trails, but it it is tremendously helpful to have, you know, t- to be able to look back and yeah. know this is what, this is what I planned. This is what I did.
0: Yeah. And I think it would be easy to say, you know, looking at the end of a quarter and looking back to do that quarterly review to say, you know what? I have my plan of this is what I intended to do. And this is my starting point. And now I can go in and I can add things or I can subtract things as I go to turn in my record to be honest about what we did or we didn't do. But having that plan that I made as the starting point means that I'm not starting from zero every single time.
1: Exactly. Half of your work is done for you in that case. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I love that. And so it not only becomes the plan, not only becomes what I intend to do, but it's also the starting point for those reports that I have to turn
1: in. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. So I absolutely love that. So put your homeschool year on autopilot has 10 different modules in it. Do you have a favorite?
1: Well, I really like sitting down with a calendar and figuring out what the year is going to look like. And I cannot remember which module that is off the top of my head, but that is one of my favorites. Is it four? I think it's four. Yeah. I think it's four, but that one I always get excited about also because there are different ways to think about planning that time, you know, magic number or, you know, like Sabbath, the six weeks on one week off. So I really like sitting down and looking at that. And I think the kids like it too, because they can kind of see like, this is how the year is going to be framed. Mm-hmm. So, and it's, it's so, you know, it's like, it's, it's like an Anne Shirley moment. I'm like, it's all fresh with no mistakes in it. <laughs> it's so beautiful. <laughs> okay, so you, do you do it in pencil or do you do it in pen? Oh. <laughs> so I always print like four copies of that calendar <laughs> from the forms and I start in pencil and then I highlight and then I, inevitably recycle that one and start again. So I know I keep it in pencil, but I try to at least highlight a few things like when I'm going to do those quarterlies, when we're going to break for the holidays, that sort of thing.
0: So of the various methods that we teach, because we teach three different kinds Mm -hmm. of methods of doing this. We teach the magic number, which is my favorite because that was like how my brain worked and how I came up with it. And then there is the term schooling, which is where you're doing so many on and then you take a break. A break week, and we we have all of these philosophical discussions in the planning community about about what a break week really means and really doesn't mean, right? And then we (laughs) teach the more traditional kind of take the summers off and school during the school Mm -hmm. year, and then there are probably fifty other ways to do it out there. So, do you have a favorite that
1: you use? I mostly do terms, okay, but I also plan it with magic numbers. Okay, So that if something goes off the rails, I still kind of have an idea of where we are, but I I often do terms um, and partially because, you know, with my oldest transitioning to like college classes and, uh, you know, just the way the church schedule works, sometimes that makes sense too. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> to, yeah. Cause your honest. husband is a, is a, now he's an organist. Is he a choir yeah. director as well? Yes. Yeah, yeah. He does both. I love that you love module four so much that you actually do it two ways. Like you have the way that is the, my preferred way. And then you have the backup way just in case, <laughs> right,
1: just in case.
0: And really yeah. that's what planning
1: is all about, right? Planning for those just in case contingencies, right? Yep. Yep. And you know, sometimes wonderful things come up it doesn't have to be a disaster that you might use one or the other. And of course, like, you know, field trips count, that sort of thing. And let's be honest, towards the end of the year, the kids want to know how many days left? When are we going to take a little bit of a break? You know, those yes. kind of things. So it's very helpful to them too. They like that. They're they're numbers, guys, I guess.
0: I love it. Okay. So are there any other ways that your planning has changed since you started doing put your homeschool year on autopilot?
1: I have am absolutely able to block in the full year far more than I used to. Um, because of getting roadblocked sometimes by I'd have like really strong plans for early in the year, and then we'd kind of peter out. Right. Um, and so you know, planning things like our morning time. Not necessarily every single like read aloud because I tend to, you know, see what what looks good in the moment. But to know these are the artists, this is we're going to get through these poems. I hope we are going to do these composers, things like that, you know, for history and having the periodic reviews and planning sessions as a group keeps me moving forward in that way.
0: So you feel like you're just getting to more? That's what you mean by blocking out the whole year you're able to get to more?
1: Yes, we're able to get to more. And then I'm not really spinning my wheels on a Monday morning thinking, huh, well, we finished that read aloud or, you know, oh, gosh, we've gotten to this really cool thing in history. I wish I had remembered to grab these books. Yeah, it happens far less. I would say that was probably
0: one of the biggest things for me when I started. And and people get daunted by the idea of, wait, what is that? You're going to plan like your entire year out. But Mm -hmm. it was far easier for me to like wrap my head around setting aside time in the summer to make those decisions about what I wanted to do than it was for me to run out of something to do in the middle of the school year and then have to make the time and the space with all these kids running around to come up with the next part of the plan. And what was happening was the next part of the plan wasn't happening.
1: Yes. Yes. I mean, and that, that truthfully that would happen, not necessarily with things like math because it's, that's planned for you, right? Right. You're just going to keep going, but we would lose some of the, some of the extras. And that's kind of defeating the purpose, you know, in my mind, because that's why we're doing this. We want to have time for, all of those, you know, those lovely things. Yeah. And, you know, you're, you're going
0: to have to plan at some point. And so, you know, my motto is let's do it
1: and get it done with as opposed mm-hmm. to, you know. Right. And we, you know, and it's it's not, you know, set in stone. Things will adjust naturally, but you have something to start from. You have something to return to. And that is invaluable, I think.
0: And there you have it. Now, if you would like links to any of the resources that Courtney and I chatted about today, you can find them on the show notes for this episode of the podcast. That's at pambarnhill.com forward slash T-M-B-H 70. And while you're there, check out Put Your Homeschool Year on Autopilot. We would love to have you join us in the planning course this summer. Now I'll be back again next week with another homeschooling mom. This time it's going to be Heather Tully. I was telling you about Heather at the beginning. She's going to be helping us teach our workshop this summer on teaching multiple kids at one time. And we're going to be kind of giving you a sneak peek at some of the things that the course is going to be about. So do come and listen to that one. Until we meet again, keep on homeschooling.